What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode. Uh, this is the Becoming a Better Man podcast for anyone that's just now joining us, where uh, we just talk about how to become better versions of ourselves. We don't believe in complacency or coasting or being passive in our journey in this life as men. Uh, in fact, we're looking for ways that we can um, always continually be on the lookout for those signs of being stagnant or shrinking, drifting, uh, not being able to live up to our fullest potential or trying to live up to our fullest potential and how in doing so we can greatly impact our health, our well-being, our relationships, and how we parent, lead, go forward and make impact on others in the world and try to generate uh, a life of prosperity so that way we can try and help be blessings to others all right so for anybody that's new welcome for any of you returning subscribers welcome thank you for the support if you'd like to support this podcast then feel free to check out the links in the comment section below and the show notes section below in order to look out for the link to support the podcast and become a regular subscriber where you get access to exclusive episodes in their entirety uh, in order to try and just really optimize your journey in becoming the best version of yourself possible. Uh, now, I want to preface this episode with saying that by no means are we seeking perfection or are we trying to eliminate mistakes, right? Because that's impossible, right? There was only one perfect human being, the Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. We will never be him. Uh, we can only hope to follow in his footsteps where he chooses. And I'm sorry, let me, let me retract that, uh, where he determines us to go. Okay. So, um, I want to start off this by kind of outlining the journey of how this podcast has grown and changed over the years. So um, if you don't know, this was a podcast that I started in the midst of the COVID lockdowns, right? It was like May, 2020. And, and in this process, and you might notice some of the earlier content is very much outlined uh, a, a theme of really how you can be in, in control of your own life, how you can really take charge of your own life, how you can, um, get out of whatever negative circumstances have led you to the point where you feel like you have been at quote unquote rock bottom and how you need to take ultimate responsibility for your failures and you alone are responsible for your success. Now let's, let's talk about now where things have, have, have grown, right? Where things have evolved. So uh, really the, the ultimate change has been, um, I, I, as an individual, right. As a, as a man, I have finally learned how to be more submissive to God's plan. That's really it. As much as I would like to do catchy marketing and clickbait titles and things like that to just talk about how I got myself out of this situation, how I got myself into a, uh, a period of success and ultimate growth and happiness and fulfillment and love, right? I, I'm married now. Um, 
you know, that would be a lie, right? And, and I believe that as men who are seeking to become the best versions of themselves possible, right? It's a never ending struggle, right? It's an ongoing journey, right? So that's why it's called becoming a better man, because we're always in this process of becoming better. So if you think that there's like an ultimate goal, final destination, things like that, there's not really the only ultimate goal and final destination is heaven. And it's not our level of achievement or success or personal growth. Okay. We're always going to make mistakes. We are human. We are flawed. And that is just the way that we are. And as much as we can try to say that we want to hope to not ever make mistakes, we hope to not ever sin, fall short, disappoint ourselves, disappoint others. Um, the more we realize that those are inevitable, right? We're imperfect creatures. Then typically the better we can come to grips and give ourselves a little bit of grace and knowing that, look, I'm not perfect, but I'm really doing my best to try. And in order for me to know how to best go forward and live a life where I can feel like I'm right, I'm, I'm doing the best that I can. That is ultimately laid out by the example that Jesus set and by fulfilling the purpose that God has laid out for us in his living, breathing, active word in the form of the Bible right? So know, know this, right? I've had to be more submissive, right? In order to lead, in order to grow, in order to become a better version of myself, I've had to submit to the will of God, period. It's really that simple. Now, the act of reaching that point of submitting is the, is the real sticking point for a lot of us, right? There's a lot of pride there. Pride, and, and it's not just my belief. Yeah, it's clearly outlined in the Bible of pride is the downfall of man. Pride is at the root of essentially all of our faults, all of our sins, all of our shortcomings, and all of our faulty logic, thinking, beliefs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Our pride is driving us to live in ways and act in ways and to think in ways that are leading to our own detriment, not to our own success, right? How many of you have been at a point of financial success, new highs, new heights that were attained and achieved, levels of success you didn't think possible for yourself previously, and then you're still ultimately riddled with flaws, faults, unhappiness, emptiness, confusion, self-doubt, right? Knowing that, <clears throat> excuse me, huh. knowing that that wasn't the answer, right? How many of you have been able to quote, land the, just the hottest, baddest chick you can find? And, and multiple times over and still feel empty, lost, confused, unsatisfied, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Do you see what I'm saying? So from somebody that has been in those positions of, right, I've, I've reached success that no one thought possible, right? And still by no means is that 
you know, multiple six figure or seven figure type of dude, right? That's, that's not my life. And to be honest, that's not really something that I find any kind of joy in seeking after. But what I do find of great value is being somebody that I can feel is always trying to do his best and always trying to make sure that he's not growing stagnant or complacent and just drifting through this life, right? Always trying to work towards something. And what is that something, right? For me now, it, with where I have, have been led is somebody that finds great joy and just seeking a closer relationship with God and seeking to be more of what he explains in the Bible as to who I need to be and what I need to do, right? To make it less about me and make it more about him. Less about me and more about serving others, right? Because that's what we're called to do. Not, not okay, God, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you are the son of God. I believe that you died for our sins. So that way we can have a, a hope of eternal everlasting life in heaven where there is no pain, no suffering, only happiness and love and joy forever and ever and ever. Amen. It's, it's, um, it's not about what's here anymore for me. And, and, and when I say here, I mean on earth. And so I, I'm only saying this as a, as a hope to be able to reach one person out there who is feeling the same way. They felt like, all right, I've accomplished things that I thought would make me happy, that I thought would make me feel whole and fulfilled and only to know that I got there and I still felt this way. In fact, it might be amplified now. And it usually is, right? You reach new levels of success. Um, it only amplifies the emptiness and the echoes that are within that chamber instead of fills them, right? And so what changes that? And that's that's seeking God, right? Filling that hole of, that you're hoping that money can fill, that women can fill, that success can fill. And, and instead, filling that with the hunger for a closeness with God. Now, I know this is a big turnoff for a lot of you, right? Because I, I know what you're thinking. That, and here's where the pride comes in. I tried all that. It doesn't work. I grew up in church. Now I hate church. I grew up around religious family. Now I hate religion. Right? I, I, I know. I know. And... I've been there. Trust me. So when this podcast was started, I was coming out of a phase of my life, a, a season of my life where I, I believed in me and that's it. I hated, I, I like, honestly, I think that I hated God at that time and, and coming to know just kind of where he's, he's grown me and he's shown me where to go. Um, uh, it's, it's opened my eyes more. So here's this thing, like I'd seen this interview that Alice Cooper had done with that guy that they, 
uh, what's his name? Greg Laurie, or what? I don't, I can't remember his name. Essentially, he's kind of the main character of that Jesus Revolution movie that came out with Kelsey Grammer and Jonathan Rumi, who plays Jesus in The Chosen. Um, he's the young guy, right? That's kind of like the the main character. So anyway, now he's he's old and and bald and stuff like that, but he's still doing his thing, right? He's growing his church, and so he's doing this interview with Alice Cooper and. It, you know, many of you don't know Alice Cooper. He's this famed rocker from like the, the eighties. Uh, he was always singing with snakes and serpents. He was essentially kind of like a satanic, uh, agnostic, atheistic type of, of, of guy. And so, you know, it's funny. He was talking about in the interview, he's like, it's, it's not that it's not that, you know, you, you come to find Christ, right. Or that you, you find Christ. It's more of, or, or you accept Christ it's more that you come to the realization that Christ accepts you, right? You, you accept the fact that Christ has accepted you. And I think for, I, I know speaking for myself and I, and I'm sure speaking for a lot of you guys is that we go through a lot of this, this crap, right? This stuff, this, this heaviness in our life, feeling like we're not good enough. So we keep having to prove it that we are, we keep having to prove more and more that, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm worth a damn. And I can accomplish these things that you never thought that I could accomplish. And so we, we keep trying to prove something right for this sense of worthlessness that just continues to weigh down on us. Uh, and, and so we feel unloved, right? We don't feel worthy. And, and here's the, here's the beauty of it guys, is that we're not worthy. <laughs> and, and, and that's, that's awesome because we're not worthy yet. God chose to send his son, right. That he, that was with him always in the beginning that he sent him as a living sacrifice, right? So if, if you look back in like old Testament times, right. Old Testament seems like this, especially if you're a Christian, it seems like this outdated, antiquated, mythical land of people living to be hundreds of years old, almost a thousand years old and, and, and walking with, with giants and battling giants and, um, you know, just all this stuff, right? Sacrificing, um, animals to God, sacrificing, you know, potentially even you know, their children, right. Is what, um, what Abraham was, was called it. He was going to sacrifice his son, Isaac, because that's what God had told him to do. And, and it was because of his faith of him getting to that altar, getting ready to strike that blow upon his son, Isaac, that he had, had waited and fought so hard and prayed for so hard to have, right. They just thought they were never going to have children, and God gave him this son and then said, as a test of your faith, you must sacrifice him. And I know what you're thinking right now. Why are you getting torn up over this? It's not because it, it, don't get caught up in the fact of like, that's horrible. What kind of God would do that? Listen, here's where the story goes he stopped him and he said, Abraham, because of your faith, right? You've shown this, this strength of this faith. 
that no others would do. And it's because of that, that you don't need to prove anything to me in the sacrifice of your son. Your son's life is spared. Go on with him. Live your lives in service to me. But knowing that your faith has saved you and your son. Right. It knowing so it's I don't I don't want to I don't want to get in this rabbit hole uh, and I want to be very careful when I choose my words because if you're not if you're not a believer you're going to you're going to pick apart the semantics, right? Any any slight misspeaking or misinterpretation or less than clear interpretation of understanding and conveying in that through spoken word as I'm doing now that's that's what you use as your stronghold and your foothold that's what the enemy tries to persuade you to focus upon in order to disprove disbelieve whatever that God exists and he is he is the ultimate Yahweh right the alpha and the omega but you know it, it's It wasn't so much right, and, and I, maybe I just need to change subjects because I don't. I don't. I think I feel honestly like I don't know enough about the context of that particular story of the Bible to be able to speak as to God's intentions and and not His intentions, discerning between the the wickedness of man versus the allowance of what God allows us to do. Right, so God allows us to do whatever. Right, that's free will. But knowing that Abraham showed so much devotion to God, and as a test of his faith, as a as a ways to prove his faith to God, he said, God, I know there's this son that I've wanted so bad that you have finally given me. And if it's your will, for me to give him back to you because you're the one who gave him, then I will do so. And because of his faith, Isaac's life was saved and spared. His life, Abraham's life was spared and saved from the loss of grieving his son, grieving the loss of his son. So I, I went down a rabbit hole Hopefully you took from that what I intended for you to take from it in, in terms of just the, the, the radical faith, the real faith that we're to have. And, and you want to talk about real faith, look in, in the New Testament at what James, the half-brother of Jesus, right, who was a non-believer of Jesus being who he claimed to be most all of his life, really until his death and his resurrection, he was one of the first people he appeared to in a way of, of like, not to, not to diminish or bastardize the word, but essentially saying, Hey brother, I know you didn't believe, but I wanted to appear to you first after I've been resurrected from the, from the dead. As I said that I would after three days, I just wanted you to know, I know that you doubted, but here I am. And because of that, right in that moment, 
James became one of the the most acclaimed followers of Jesus the Christ after his death, his sacrifice on the cross, to head up the church of Jewish Christians in Jerusalem. Right. So that's that's real faith. But read those five chapters in James, right? Right after the book of Hebrews. Read those five chapters in James because James is a straight shooter, right? I know a lot of you guys respect me in this podcast because I, I'll I'll deliver the message as a straight shooter. Um, James is even straighter of a shooter than I am, more direct than I am, because he's essentially saying that, look, you can have all the faith in the world. You can believe all that you want to, but if you don't act on that faith, if you don't do the works, right, by living the life, not just believing but living the life and acting upon that belief, then your faith is worthless. Your religion is worthless, right? That's what he says to us. And that's a straight, <laughs> that's a straight from the hip shot. So please go read that. Um, but, but what I want to talk about is how, right? So that Alice Cooper interview with Greg Laurie, he's, he's mentioning, right? That it's, it's not so much that you, you came to to accept Christ, but more we accept the fact that Christ has accepted us, is knowing that despite our flaws, despite our own selfish ambitions and sins, no matter how bad they are, right? How bad they are. I've done a lot of bad things. I've wished a lot of ill will towards a lot of people. I've hurt a lot of people. I've walked out on promises that I've made. I have dishonored, right? Other people's marriages. And I felt like I was worthless as a result of that. All that stuff, all that past life stuff, that old me stuff when I was just living for me. And I thought that I was more important. I thought that I was more powerful. I thought I could only fix my stuff and that they were too big and too bad for Jesus Christ, right? That That's that season of my life that I was in. So I thought that, you know, I was going to be successful because of me. I thought that I was going to be happy because of me. I thought that I was going to be in love and loved back and respected by a significant other only because of me and what I could do. And man, was I wrong. So, right. So we, it's this, this all sounds very fantastical. I know I get it. It sounds like it's hard to, like it's a hard pill to swallow, but I'm telling you guys, right. And Alice Cooper references this as well. Once God opens your eyes to who he is and who you are in him. Wow. Right. And I think that's kind of paraphrasing what Alice Cooper said. Once God opens your eyes to who he is and who you are in him because of him, it changes you in ways that you can't describe, right? Your whole outlook 
and, and perspective and the lens that you view the world through changes dramatically and drastically. And it's not just, I believe in God, it's God is real. And I believe that because of his reality and who he is and who his son Jesus is and the Holy Spirit and how that moves in all of us, that it seeks us and that God seeks us and that our pride, once we get past that pride of feeling like we are the almighty influence in our lives and that it's only because of us getting crap done, right? How many of y'all thought that? Because of us getting crap done that we have anything or any hope or any chance in this life. And I'm telling you guys, this life doesn't matter. I could be gone tomorrow and I would feel happy. I could lose everything tomorrow and that wouldn't change my purpose one bit. Because it's not about what I want. It's about what he wants for me and through me. It's about what he wants to use my testimony, your testimony. That's another way of your story, my story, to try and help spread the word of what he offers, right? And that's everlasting, unending, unapologetic, unconditional love and acceptance and a welcoming invitation into the kingdom of heaven, right? It doesn't matter who's in office. It doesn't matter who leads this country, who leads that country. It doesn't matter because whoever changes hands running these countries and these governments, it does not change who's on the throne right? He is on the throne. Jesus is on the throne. He came to this earth. He came to live a, a, a humanly life and to go through the same tests and trials that you and I go through. And he did it perfectly. He did it without succumbing to temptation and without sin so that that way he could bear it all for us and give us not just not no longer the despair of death and the inevitability of death but instead to give us a chance to be able to be face to face and in the presence of God again, because guys, if you think about this, right, if you, if you research it in the old Testament, right, there was only kind of like, like we're talking back in the day, there was only this one, these, these certain places, right. That God would reveal himself. And it wasn't that these high priests right in the in the jewish faith at that time these high priests could not they were the only ones essentially who could be in the presence of god when he revealed himself so he 
no one, no man has seen him, right? But but Jesus, but on earth, right? No man has seen him, but only these people could be in the presence of it. And we're talking like they had to go through these these what's the what's the word I'm looking for? These areas of these temples, right? Of the temple. Right. So not the, not the first area, not the second, but they had to pass through each one and just continually wash themselves over and over again, essentially symbolically washing themselves of the sin and the iniquity of just being a human, of being a man who thinks to Adam and Eve caused us to fall from grace. And so we were no longer allowed in the presence of God, but, but then in their robes, they had to be the whitest of white, meaning the cleanest possible in order to just be in the presence of God. So that way they wouldn't die. Right. Because if they were not a hundred percent clean and pure, they would die in the presence of God because he is that pure. He is that holy. He is that almighty and that powerful. And kind of like in the, in the, in the idea of just casting your eyes upon like, uh, Medusa or whatever, you're instantly being turned to stone, we would instantly die if we were in the presence of God. So because of Jesus' sacrifice to take upon all that sin and that iniquity and that filth that we are now allowed into the kingdom of heaven, right? And so he came here to establish himself as the king and he was establishing his kingdom and his dominion over death and over evil. Because here's the thing, right? So we talk about, like, I just, and here's where our pride, right? Our pride, again, I believe, right? I believe, so I'm saved, right? And while that's true, we have the hope of salvation because of our belief, but it is it is the pride of believing that just, oh, we can believe what we want to believe, but we don't have to live how God says for us to live. Right. And so again, just the, the, the journey that this podcast as a result of my growth and my faith, I used to be what I considered a Christian, but I was not a Christ follower right now. I, you know, I'm not perfect. Right. But I'm just hoping to, to try and convey that message of constantly seeking that growth of, I, I go to the word first. First and foremost, I have to go to the word because that's where God speaks to me. And that's where he speaks to you. And he speaks to all of us. And knowing that, where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do? How do I, how am I supposed to handle this situation? It's all there, right? But my pride thought it was elsewhere. My pride thought I, I had to come up with the answers. My pride thought that my problems were too big for God and that he wasn't strong enough, powerful enough or whatever to help me through them. Right. And because my pride wanted me to go things in my own way to grow in my own way versus based on my own view of what a, an ideal man was supposed to be. It always inevitably led me to failure and dissatisfaction and emptiness and loneliness. And so guys, I, I want to tell you that despite all that, by the grace of God, we are allowed into his presence now in the sacrifice that Jesus Christ made, right? That's crazy, right? That's crazy. And it sounds fantastical. 
And, and again, I want to reiterate in the, in the words of Alice Cooper and what I said earlier, once he opens your eyes to who he is and who you are in him, you can never unsee it. And so I, I just wanted to let you guys know that where things are going with this podcast, I want to grow God's kingdom. And I want more people to know and not just know, not just believe, right? Because we said, you know, we just believe then we're good. No, to seek the life that God has called you to live, to live in the manner in which he has called you to live in order to spread your testimony, your story to others that they also can come to know him because he wants all of us there in heaven, in that kingdom. He wants us all there. He created each and every one of us because he loves us. He wants all of us there. So I want to, not that I want to, I feel called to grow his kingdom, right? And, and to use my unique strengths, my unique story and my unique background to try and help reach others like yourselves, right? And so ways that I do that, right? I do it through creating the discipline of habit in the form of fitness coaching, right? Because without our health, without our physical bodies that we've been blessed with, how can we, how can we go out and, and grow the kingdom? How? Have you ever been sick? That's all you think about. Have you ever been in pain? That's all you think about, right? It consumes our thoughts. Just God, get me out of this pain. God, give me back my health. Because feeling like crap is all you think about. Your misery is all you think about. So I, that's what I help guys with, right? Because I know thanks to thanks to his, his will, his blessings upon me, I know significantly more about the human body, how it's supposed to function, how it's supposed to move, and how it's supposed to do so in ways to get out of pain, to get out of that suffering, than 99% of people, right? And that's just because my, my education, my background, my training, my experience. And so what better way, right, to use that and to use this platform is to try and help men who want to enhance themselves and then through that, enhance the kingdom of God. So that's where we're going. And come along for the ride. You are welcome. If at any point you decide doing it your way is just not it. Living that life is just not it anymore. And you want to see what all this is about. You're welcome. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Right? Because the devil and evil, right? We talk about belief, right? And James talks about this too. We have belief, right? Well, here's the thing. So do the demons and so do, so does Satan. And yet they tremble at the thought of him, right? Like that's how powerful he is. We talk about belief. Well, so what? Demons and the devil, they have belief too. They believe that Jesus is the son of God. They believe that God is powerful and they are terrified. They tremble 
Exclamation point. It's in the book of James. Read it. So I don't want to just have belief anymore. I want to live the life and I want you guys to live the life with me, right? So that way we can just continue to know that, wow, I didn't find God. He didn't find me. He's always been with me. He's always been around me. But through through the circumstances that I had to go through, the suffering that I had to go through, I'm thankful for it because it opened my eyes to who he is and who I am in him. And God help me if I ever continue to go forward saying that that's because of my own doing that I got myself out of it. So anyway, guys, that's it for this week. Uh, thank you for listening, right? So if you want to subscribe to the podcast, check out the links, right? If you want to, if you want something that's, that's pretty, pretty outlined, pretty regimented in terms of a day by day practice, to try and become a better version of yourself, to become a better man, to become a better Christ follower and a better believer and to help grow your faith. Hopefully this does that, but I have a 21 day becoming a better man breakthrough course that you can also check out the link in the description in the show notes. And I look forward to having you in that community of men who are seeking growth, who are seeking Christ. So thank you. And I will see you all next time.